This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome into Final Pitch, News Talk 830 WCCO. Wish I was at Target Field tonight. Wish I was at the ballpark. Unfortunately, I could not make it there, so I'm broadcasting from home. Uh, but the Twins did fall to the L.A. Angels 4-2. to And I'd uh, love to get your reaction, get your phone calls at 651-461-9226. That phone number again, 651-461-9226. I'm your host, Henry Lay. Christopher Tubbs is producing and, look, there's a few things and a few people I want to talk about on tonight's show. Um, the first thing that I want to mention and talk about is Louis Varlin. That kid, man, getting an opportunity to see one of your own get out there and pitch in front of the home crowd. Okay, this was, what, what start number two. The first one was in the Bronx facing the Yankees, the big bad Yankees. Um, and now he's at Target Field in front of a bunch of friends and family and just all of us that are rooting for the kid. That had to have been an amazing feeling. So now he had said to the media that he purchased, what, 41 tickets? But then he encouraged a few hundred other friends and and, and individuals to, to buy tickets to come support him tonight, that's awesome to hear, right? I hope that everybody was supporting um, Louis Varlin tonight, and I'm assuming that everybody in Twins territory was. But I think part of it, too, this is just going inside of Odyssey and the family and the company, and, and Chris can attest to this, is that just up until recently – Louis Varland's mother, Kim, was a colleague of our, a co-worker of ours. Yep, she was. And so, and so of course, there's that intangible, too, right, that we're going to be pulling for him just a little bit extra. But th- that's just the um, that's just the part of the story that makes it really cool for, like, me and Chris and everybody else here that's talked about it on the station, whether it's uh, Vanita Sakar has talked about it a little bit. I'm sure that Adam Carter's talked about it. Just knowing that... You're that you're that close to a major league starting pitcher. So, you know, for, for us as Minnesotans, you're always gonna root for your own, right? The way that we loved Joe Maurer and still do to this uh to this day. I hope that Louis Varland has a extremely successful career with the Minnesota Twins. If he doesn't play his entire career with the Minnesota Twins, we're always going to love him because he's one of us. But at the end of the day, at least in this particular moment, Chris, I think that everybody was was really, really, um, really, really cheering for the kid. I remember going up to Kim's office 
and you see pictures of Louie in her office. And, I mean, she would instantly, after, you know, you got done talking to her, and she'd instantly start talking baseball and just how proud of her kids she was because, you know, she's got two sons that are playing professional ball. And, you know, Louie getting, you know, the, the lion's share of the publicity because, you know, pitching for the Minnesota Twins. It's just, it's it's so cool. And, you know, the the big question, and you were talking to, to Dan Hayes from The Athletic earlier on, you know, what is it that you want to be looking for yep. in these last few games? It's like you get these cool stories, and, and granted, it kind of stinks that it was on a cold, just kind of crummy night, but he's out there in his third major league start, and you're taking on Shohei Otani. Like, he's already, his first strikeout was Aaron Judge. Like, anything that he does, yeah, there's absolutely going to be, I think, a, a little bit more of, uh, you know, puffing out your chest for, you know, for Minnesotans. And, and I think rightfully so. So, And you're right about that. Like, storylines. There, there are things here, even though this team is not going to the postseason, and we have this this losing streak, and Cleveland is running away with things in this division right now. And, and, and you know, you got to tip your cap to them because they, they finish strong. At the end of the day, there's still going to be things that we're going to look for. Okay, and Louis Varland's one of them. Tonight he went five and two thirds innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, walked one batter, struck out three on eighty-eight pitches. I, I, I like what I've seen from him so far. I don't know what you yeah. think of what you've seen out of him so far, Chris, but like as a as a as a kid that's a rookie that's getting his first taste of major league baseball and being in the big leagues, I like what I see. The first start was in Yankee Stadium against the New York Yankees, and that was one of those days that they put out, you know, not maybe their top quality lineup, but the bottom line is you made your Major League debut against the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. He pitched well enough that you could say, arguably, you know, maybe he should have gotten better offensive support, should have gotten the win. Yep. Second Major League start in Cleveland, progressive field against the Guardians. And, and I mean, you kind of put him, he's been in a position, Henry, where He's not, he's not been afforded the luxury to come in and, okay, you're, you know, you're a young kid. We need, you know, you can have these growing pains. It's like, we need you to come in and we need you to light it up like you did down in St. Paul. And I think the moment hasn't been too big for him. And I think sometimes you can see kids that get shell shocked. He has not been overwhelmed by the moment so far. I'm with you. All right. Uh, the twins do fall tonight, four to two to the LA, uh, Angels. The record now is seventy three and seventy eight, and that's uh, that's extremely frustrating. But nonetheless, it is what it is. Uh, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in, six five one four six one nine two two six. This is Final Pitch on the Good Neighbor. All right, welcome back to Final Pitch News Talk eight three zero WCCO six five one four six one nine two two six. Twins fall to the Angels four to two tonight. And before we get to uh, a significant person in Major League Baseball that I'd like to talk about that we saw tonight at Target Field, um, I, I want to give some props to a guy that I appreciate from the Twins. Okay, And I want to show him a little bit of love because you never know how long um, a player's tenure is going to be with any one team. I, I just got to say... I love the effort and the energy that Jake Cave brings to the ball club. That that guy, when he's out there playing, it's maximum effort 
And you can tell that he loves the game. Absolutely love. And, and I'm not saying that to say that that the guys, the other guys on the roster don't don't love the game the way that Jake Cave loves the game. But Jake Cave is never going to be a superstar in Major League Baseball. He's never going to be consistently a starter in Major League Baseball. He is a guy that I get the sense that every time that he laces them up, when he gets an opportunity to go out there and showcase his talent for the world to see, he's happy and he's proud. Like I love that. I don't know how you feel about Jake Cave, um, Chris, but but I love that about him, man. Like, and, and look, I know it, man. He he was slumping for a while, couldn't <laughs> couldn't find a hit. But whenever that guy, you know, if he, if he hits a grounder to third, he's going to be close to almost beating it out every time because that's just the type of effort he's going to try to give you. So, and even when he wasn't able to make that play tonight, he was diving for the ball to to try to make it there and left. I just I don't know, man. I got a soft spot in my heart for 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 Jay Cave. I mean, what is it? You want to battle your tail off? Is, is that kind of you know, what we've heard about players when they're out there giving maximum effort? He's a grinder, man. He, he absolutely is. And he spent most of the year in St. Paul. And I, yep. I, I think, you know, as these injuries started to rack, you know, add up, I don't know if I was talking to you or, you know, where it kind of came up, but we're like, where's Jake Cave? Like, Jake Cave is one of these guys that, should have been called up and, and maybe his ceiling isn't as high as some of the younger players, but I guess you can't hold last year against him because he was playing with a broken back, but you just want a guy that's going to go out there and set a good example when you're out on the field. And, and I mean, he's done that. And I'm not saying that he should have got called up earlier. And I'm not saying that, that he should get more playing time or anything like that. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. I guess my point is is that I can appreciate a guy that's always ready. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no. always ready. Like 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 when you make the call, he answers the call and he's ready to go. Yeah, you, you got you got to be able to step up, next man up, and not miss a beat. And fortunately, he was that luxury as well. Like that, he's been in the major leagues, and he was in, he was there. He was ready to go. And again, it's about the moment not being too big for players. And, I mean, Jake Cave, you know what you're going to get from Jake Cave. It's kind of the nice old plug-and-play in the lineup for Rocco. Yep. All right, let's go to a Kelly Madsen in Maple Grove. She wants to weigh in here on final pitch. What's up, Kelly? Uh, what do you think about the news about Buxton uh, having that knee surgery? Oh, yeah. You know, I had um, Dan Hayes from The Athletic on earlier today at 6 o'clock on The Lake Show, and it, it didn't surprise me any. Like anything that needed to be done or cleaned up or just anything physically that Buxton was going to need to have addressed, it just makes sense to do it now. Because why why delay it when the season, for all sense of purposes, is over for the Minnesota Twins? Yeah, and then now it it was already going to be over. And um, the thing is is that they they were thinking, well, we could have you up in the big leagues and – yeah, they if if, if they were in a situation, if they were in a situation where they were closer or they were still in the race or contending, yeah. then yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So that's yep. That's yep. Pretty, yeah. It, it it's a little. Sad. Thanks for the phone call from Kelly Madsen in Maple Grove. It's a little bit of a bummer. Like cl- clearly, Chris, it's it's a bummer that that you did not have Byron Buxton for 
the a, a good portion here of the second half of the season. That sucks for Twins fans specifically and for everybody in Major League Baseball. But at the end of the day, it makes no sense at this particular point to trot the guy out there. No, he's played 19 games post-All-Star break. And even if this team was on the edge of contending, it would be questionable to bring it back. Henry, I would say even this, that it's probably long-term better for the team to shut him down. Because, again, this all happened back in that series against the Boston Red Sox. I remember it vividly where he slid into second base. I believe it was on a double on, like, a drop, pop, fly in short left field, and he slammed his knee into the bag. And that, I feel, is kind of where this whole thing started. And and for all of the consternation that we're going to hear about Carlos Correa and everything else in the offseason, guess what we're going to go back to in the offseason? What about Byron Buxton? Can Byron yeah, Buxton can stay, stay healthy? healthy? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's Groundhog Day with the same thing. And unfortunately, for better or for worse, he's he's going to have to shed that injury-prone label. Yep. I think for fans to kind of take a deep breath because we're all frustrated because we still haven't seen the best of Byron Buxton. Hey, really quickly here before we head to another break, I just I got to get this off my chest. Yes, I'm with the majority of baseball fans that looks at this season and the phenomenal year that Aaron Judge is having and saying, yes, of course, Aaron Judge is arguably the top candidate for MVP. There's no doubt in my mind, though, who the most talented player on planet Earth right now is. It's Shohei Otani. He, he's the most talented baseball player alive right now. Well, in no, my mind. No, nobody else is doing what Shohei Otani is doing. He's, a, he's incredible. Yeah. He, he's incredible. He, he's, he's absolutely amazing. And he did not have his good stuff tonight. He still got his 14th win on the season. He went over, what, 200 strikeouts this season. First uh, uh, Angels player to do it since 2010. He went five innings, gave up three hits, two earned runs. He walked six. That that shows you that his command and everything was off. Seven strikeouts on a hundred pitches. But he's just his ERA is two four seven. This guy is the best baseball player in the world. I'm sorry. I mean, look, Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP. Okay, right? Because because the Yankees headed to the postseason, all that and, and all this stuff about well, um, how valuable is Shohei Otani because. He, he plays on a team that's terrible. I, I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that. Well, I, that, I mean, This yeah. guy is absolutely a freaking agent. Well, I mean, you can go back to Andre Dawson, like you said, in 1988 with the Chicago Cubs, last place team. I, I mean, it, people define valuable differently. And I think you, you're always – I think Shohei Otani is always going to be in the MVP conversation. If he has a halfway decent year pitching and hitting – because he's just so unique in the skill set that he yep. brings. Yep, no question about it. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to the highlights and wrap this bad boy up here on Final Pitch. All right, final segment here of Final Pitch, News Talk 830 WCCO. Let's get to the highlights, and then uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Uh, the Twins, they had opportunities tonight. They really did. Um, they had opportunities to have some really big innings. They were not able to take advantage of those bases-loaded opportunities. Bottom of the first, Jake Cave 
Uh, he, we ended up scoring a run here, but he grounded into a double play, and only one run comes across. Miranda creeping down the line at third. Cave cracks one into the shift, dropped by Renhifo, picks it up, goes to second for one. Now they go to third, and Nick Gordon runs into an out. A run will or will not count. I believe it will. They're pointing at home plate. I believe the run scored before the second out was recorded. It does. So the Twins will get an out on a double play that was, well, let's just say unusual. So it's going to be a ground ball out for Jake Cave. It's a double play, but the Twins do score first. It's one nothing. Oh, that was the kind of night the Twins were going to have. It, it really was the type of night. Uh, for the Angels, Taylor Ward, he had himself a night. One home run right here that tied the game up at one. The 2-1 hit well by Ward to left field. Cave going back, looking up. It's gone, and Ward has done it again. Taylor Ward with his 20th home run of the season, his second against the Twins, and it's a 1-1 ball game with a lightning bolt from Taylor Ward into the left field seats. All right, so that was the top of the second. 1-1 is the score. Top of the third, Mike Trout. He put a stamp on the game. And Trout smacks this one to left field, and that's an RBI single. And the Angels have a 2-1 lead. Nothing fancy about it, just a big, strong guy and a really good hitter. Smashing a ball into left field that you could hang the closeout to dry on. And despite the double play, the Angels persevere. They get a two-out RBI from one of the game's best. They lead 2-1. All right, Mike Trout um, just recently was one of the best players in the world. He still is one of the best uh, he's no longer the best because I think the best player on planet Earth is on his team. Um, that gave the Angels a 2-1 lead. And then the top of the sixth, Taylor Ward, uh, he hit a home run in the top of the second. He says, I want another one. Hit well to center field. Long run, Contreras back. He's at the wall, looks up, gone. A Taylor Ward straightaway center field home run, his second of the night. And the Angels now extend their lead 3-1 to one over Minnesota. All right, 3-1. to one. And remember, just uh, last segment I was talking about the effort that we get from Jay Cave. Jay Cave, bottom of the sixth, he had an RBI single. And a pitch. Ground ball up the middle, off the glove. That's a base hit. Gordon's going to be waving around. He'll score. Rochella holds up at second. So an RBI single for Jay Cave. Twins trail 3-2. to two. They couldn't scratch any other runs across in that sixth inning, and they just another missed opportunity there for the Minnesota Twins. In the uh, top of the uh, the seventh, Shohei Otani with an RBI single. Rochella alone left side of the diamond. And a mm. line shot right back up the middle, nearly took the hat off Field Bar's head. Here comes Soto, the lead runner. He will score RBI single, Shohei Otani, and it's 4-2 in favor of the Halos. All right, uh, so that's how it ended up, 4-2. to two. The Angels get the win. Let's hear from Rocco, and this specifically is Rocco talking about tonight's starter, Louis Varlin. Louis did a nice job. He showed us more of what he's shown us in the other two starts. His stuff, I think, ticked up, probably uh, with the help of the family and friends in the stands. I know that can do that sometimes, but his adrenaline was definitely flowing but he was able to, to settle in nicely and uh and give us a good outing we sent him back out there for the uh six let him let him pitch a little more a couple good swings from uh ward a- against him but overall i mean I-, I liked what i saw from louis varland louis varland let's hear from him on coming out of the game he got a nice little reaction 
I didn't know. I, I guess I could have. I could have. Uh, uh, I could have talked to Rocco about it, but uh, I think he wanted me taping out to have the whole to have the whole stadium cheering for me. I think that was part of like the deal. I thought that that was kind of cool. That was really cool. The other thing, and I want to finish it off with this note: um, the the fact that Luisa Rice is still in the mix to win the American League batting title. I know it's something that we all want for him because we all love Luis Arise. This is Luis talking about or being asked about whether he's eyeing the batting title. No, I don't try to watch, but the social media is hard. Just they just send me a lot of a lot of messenger in my DM, and then I don't want to watch, but I see it on TV a lot too. But um, yes, I watch I watch a lot because they send me a lot of a lot of DM, but. I don't pay attention too much, but they, when they send me that DM when Bogart, Josh, Abel, for example, and then I watch TV, everything is there. But I just, I just want to finish strong and then just finish strong and then stay healthy. Gotta love Louis. All right, as we wrap up the show here on Final Pitch, want to give a, a congratulations to the legend himself, Albert Pujols, uh, the St. Louis Cardinal star recorded his 700th home run, uh, career home run tonight, joining Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth as the only other players to reach that incredible milestone. Congratulations to Albert Pujols. That's going to wrap it up. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you guys Monday. You're on The Good Neighbor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.